Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Find A Way podcast with Dusty. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is uh, the post-race 10K chat discussion, learning lessons, and everything in between. Probably has a lot to do with the journey as well. And uh, I definitely think that I am going down a one-way parking lot. Um, let's find a way to get out of there. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, so this race... In fact, my stomach hurts a little bit. This this race was rough, and that's okay. <laughs> um, I I knew today was going to be rough going in. I felt stiff. Uh, I felt like I didn't have um, like this. I don't know how to how to call it. Like this oomph, or like stamina, or this like. Yeah, oomph is probably the best way I can describe it. Uh, and getting, and, and getting ready for it. Uh, I didn't sleep too well the night before. Um, I have this kink in my neck, which honestly, right now, is still bothering me. It's, you know, when it's real awkward when you turn your neck, where you can't turn it too far, but you've got to make, you know, larger uh, turns with your neck, and it looks like something's going on. Uh, that that's currently what's happening. But we're um, we're pushing through. But I did learn a lot on this race. As far as, I guess you learn a lot from, you know, the, the, the races that you do well, but you also learn from races that you don't do so well. Now, I'll say not so well as far as average pace. My average pace for the last one was 8 minutes, 11 seconds for my 10K. And this average pace was 8 minutes and 24 seconds, so slower. Now, the last time I had gotten uh, third place in my age group, and this time I got second place in my age group. So, you know, there, there was a plus as far as, um, you know, placing second in my uh, age group, but there was a um, clear distinction as far as not being as fast as my last uh, 10K. And a couple factors played into that. And a couple things that I learned and things not going the way that I was hoping I wanted them to go. Um, first thing is I didn't really carb load or I didn't really add a decent amount of carbs into my body um, to build up my um, glycogen storage so that I could use it going into the race today. Full transparency, the best load of um, carbohydrates or the best food that I've had the night before where I've noticed the next day best results is pizza. Yeah, pizza. If I have pizza, I do better in my races. So, I mean... Why not start running? Because you could just load up on pizza the night before. Um, I mean, full transparency, that, that's true. And I've tried different ones. Didn't have pizza last night. Uh, in fact, last night was... Um, what did we have last night? I have no idea. That's probably... I think yesterday was more of like... We didn't have full meals, but it was more snacks. And I didn't feel like nutrition-wise I had enough stamina or I had enough to, to push. And so... One thing that I learned is that I've really got to focus on the, the nutrition the day uh, before to really prepare my body for what is about to occur and the fact that I, I need something, I need fuel for my body to use to get where I need to go. And so big learning lesson as far as this 10K and really any race is that you've got to prepare not just the morning of, but you've got to prepare the day before. I'm doing a Couch to 5K uh, video uh, series, story series 
uh, for Instagram subscribers, and we're just about now about to hit week six. Well, a part of that, and a lot of you are who are going to participate or are participating in it, you've got to know that your your the day of the five k, the day before is going to be really important to load up on good whole carbohydrates. So we're talking about sweet potatoes are going to be great. Good, solid, strong vegetables. Um, I talk about pizza. Honestly, for me, pizza is the way to go. Uh, but you, you've really got to find what works for you the, the day before um, so that way you're prepared for it. So knowing that nutrition really important. Sleep. You've got to get a good amount of sleep. I did not sleep well um, last night. I went to bed late because I had a lot of stuff that I was trying to get ready in relation to, uh, we're taking a trip out to Atlanta to visit family while I was doing a lot of like prepacking and stuff like that. And because of that, um, I didn't sleep well. And so sleep is a major factor in your body positioning itself to push. Like it gives it enough rest. I just didn't get enough rest last night. So about a mile in, I felt my legs just not give me what they need to give me in order for me to push in the beginning. I, um, the hills were especially tough. And I think that's where the, the rest for me really would come. Now, I'll say this about this 10K. The turnaround point was different. It actually had a turnaround point that was longer. Uh, so there's this big hill that I'm prepared for. And they actually, instead of utilizing the entire 10K, there was some construction on a portion of it. Um, so what they did is they actually had you do the 5K twice, go down and then turn back around right before the finish line and go back down. Well, the last 10K was at a certain point where you did a loop. Well, you had to go down the hill about another uh, 50 yards and come back. And so that could have led to the... Um, the longer time or could have led to uh, it being slower for me. So, you know, I, I might have been a little bit quicker, but also I felt stiff in, in my legs. I didn't feel just, I, did, I just didn't have enough. And so um, that I think really played a factor. But also one thing that was really, really big for, for me uh, in learning is shoes. I just picked up and I found them on clearance, uh, Adidas Boost 22s. And these are supposed to be really good in relation to the heel of it is pretty thick. And so it provides you with a decent amount um, of push or, or bounce or spring when you're running. Now, the problem was these are a little bit longer of a shoe versus the Brooks that I have that I wore before. Now, the longer the shoe, the more that my rotation of... Um, the more of a rotation that my, um, oh, I think I'm going the wrong way. I did not cross over legs. There we go. Um, the roads here in Nashville are confusing. Um, what did I got to say? Oh, shoes. So these are a little bit longer. And what I'm learning is the, the shoes that I ran, uh, the 5K in St. Louis, were a little bit longer but they had a good cushion. These Adidas boosts are a little bit longer, but they have a cushion. What I'm thinking is because of my style of running and how my feet are, my feet is placed, 
it is better for me to probably train with these and run with the Brooks Accelerates because they're a little bit shorter of a shoe, less of a points, and because it's less of a points, um, am I going the right way? Yeah, okay. Um, because it's less of a points and it's more of an abruption, I have more of a flip with my toes. And I, I felt that, especially running the last um, 10K with a little bit of a shorter shoe. So that's what I'll say. If you have a larger foot, be mindful of that and think about that going into runs. I would dare say have a good, decent pair of two or three running shoes, ones that you can train with and ones that you can use for race day. Um, you know, you can get one pair of, say, Brooks and use them for both. Um, I have found that my Brooks... I don't have a problem with the Brooks. Um, I guess I like the cushion more because of my joints. Because of the loose skin. That might play a factor. Sorry, I'm chewing on a cough drop. Um, because of the extra skin, I definitely have a little bit more of a bounce down. <laughs> There's the, the, the flap. The, the uh, flap and clap run club. If you haven't got my shirt on Amazon called the flap, or the, the, what is it, flap and clap, there it is, I have a t-shirt on Amazon, it's called the flap and clap run club, I encourage you to get it, and wear it, and tag me, I would love to reshare it, because um, this is really, truly what it was, I have so much of a lift when it comes to my skin going up, that's why I wear compression clothing, then when I go back down, uh, it's definitely more pressure on the way back down, so these cushioned soles are definitely a factor in helping me run. But the problem is, because of that longer stem, stem or, or longer lip of um, oh, the truck in front of me literally is losing wood on its truck bed. Um, and I almost ran over one of their pieces of wood. This is, I might pull next to them and tell them that stuff is falling off. Um, yeah, I probably need to do this because I, I do not need no final destination action, okay? That, I don't, mm -mm, let me. Out of my way. Come on, come on, come on. All right, so, uh, let me tell this guy that stuff's falling off. Yeah, he's not paying attention. Okay. Well, I'm clearing myself here, <coughs> and let me just say, if you're driving in Nashville, when I post, I'm going to post this right after, like, I'm done recording this, I'm going to post it. So, uh, I, I will say, careful driving in Nashville today, because it's a little... Anyways, uh, back to the uh, back to the podcast episode. So, the shoes. If you notice a little bit more of a lip, be mindful that that lip is going to matter when it comes to that quick flip of the foot when you're running. I noticed that myself that I was like, man, I'm really noticing I'm not having that flip where I go a little bit quicker. Um, and so that, that played a factor as well. So the shoes, um, really important, uh, sleep and the nutrition the day before all are major factors, especially when running. I, uh, took a little bit of pre-workout before, but I didn't feel it. It was kind of like, all right, that, that didn't really do much. Um, 
I noticed that when I did the 10 mile turkey trot run, uh, halfway through the 10 mile, I did take a gel, one of those little gels um, that, that loads your glycogen storage so you can use it for the finish of the run. I did notice a difference with that. So definitely encourage if you have a longer run to get those gels, hold on to those gels. I noticed a difference with them. With myself and, and doing that run, but um, th- this is what I'll say. This taught me a lot because things didn't go the way that they needed to, and I think a lot about this journey that's so important, and it requires the mental fortitude, the mental toughness, is to embrace that things don't go right, and that's okay because those are invitations for us to learn what could go right the next time. Um, there isn't, um, good without bad. I mean, there isn't, um, better or there isn't best without worst. Um, it's like we only see in our minds that the best case scenario being what keeps us consistent and on this journey, but what happens, and, and there was a recent coaching call that I did this week, and I really loved, and I think you're a listener of the podcast, so definitely appreciate you booking the call, and it was really nice connecting with you on the call. I uh, always love these accountability ones because it's one-on-one, but uh, this, this one-on-one call, we, we talked a lot about how there'll be a plan in place for a diet or a program that this individual's on, but then there'll be a moment where they, they have... Uh, food or have a meal or do something that they shouldn't have in regards to their nutrition and then just kind of cascades them just giving up and um, that there was a a real nice segue to a better approach and a better mentality to it that I think really kind of flipped the light bulb switch and and really really helped Um, but but that that opportunity for me to really highlight hey this is what has been going wrong, but here's a segue into us making it right when we're thinking about a long-term approach of the journey. And and I felt like that was really a good eye-opening moment. And so there was moments where we realized, hey, this isn't going the best way that it should have, and this isn't going the way that I was hoping it to go, but those are great opportunities to get better, and those are opportunities to be better. And so if things don't, don't go right, that's okay. Like it's like you've got to embrace that it's not going okay. But as long as you're committed to the process, that's what matters. That's what really, really matters. Things aren't going to go the way I think they're going to go. You've got to embrace this mentality. We'll talk about the mental approach to this journey. Here's your mental approach. Things aren't going to go the way that I plan on and hope that they're going to go. Accept it ingrain it, tattoo it on your mind, write it on the wall, just know it above all knowing it. Things aren't going to go the way you're hoping they're going to go. Things aren't going to go the way you're planning on them to go. Things just aren't going to go the way that you want them to go. But if you're committed to the process, that is a good thing. Say what? Yep. It is a good thing. As long as you're committed to the process, the things that don't go according to plan are a good thing because you learn from them. You benefit from them. You gravitate towards, oh, I get it. I'm going to get faster on my next 10K. Why? 
Oh, I get it, the shoes. Oh, I get it, the nutrition the day before. Oh, I get it, the sleep. Oh, I get it, this. Oh, I get it, that. Oh, you got to have the oh. Oh, oh, oh. You're not going to have an oh if it all goes right. You're not going to have an oh if it all goes right. When it doesn't go right, it's a great opportunity to embrace, hey, this didn't go the way I wanted it to go, and move on. As long as you're committed to the process, you're going to be just fine. You're going to be just fine. And I, I, uh, I speak this from absolute experience. Time and time again on my journeys before where I was committed to losing weight and I didn't or I fell off, I wasn't committed to the process. I was committed to the results. I was committed to the outcomes. And the outcomes didn't go my way and I quit. And I threw in the towel. And that's what led me to not stay consistent and not stay the course on my journey. So what's different now for me is I'm committed to the process and the long-term process of it. And that when things don't go right, it's okay. I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to benefit from it. I'm going to take that little nugget of knowledge, add it to my Rolodex of this is how I'm going to do things, and move on. And move on. Hopefully you've learned long enough now in this podcast that uh, we're 160 plus episodes in that things don't go the way that we're hoping they'll go. But as long as we're committed to the process, I think that's going to be really, really um, benefit and helpful. So um, I think that's it. That's all. About 17 minutes into this bad boy here. Thanks for tuning into this particular episode. A special shout out. Uh, recently had a couple more that became Instagram subscribers. Man, I just appreciate you so much taking the time to subscribe. It's five bucks a month. It's not a breaking the bank at all, but I really find it uh, kind of giving me purpose to share a little bit more intricate details on meal plans. Uh, I just put a meal plan up for subscribers. It's a five-day meal plan, kind of what it looks like. It's not to say that you've got to follow that to a T and exactly do that, but that gives you a good basis of, of some things to grab from. Say, hey, this is going to work. This is what's going to work for me. This might be a good idea for me. And um, the Couch to 5K is just about completed this week. I'm going to be recording the YouTube video and... Um, and finishing up with that. But um, thank you for the subscribers. I, I know some of you listen and, and just, a, it's really uh, appreciated so much. Um, and all that I put out there, it kind of validates that, you know, um, you take the time to listen to this, you take the time to uh, take in the stuff that I share along the way and uh, you share your appreciation five bucks a month through the Instagram subscription. So just want to say thanks for that. Um, that's it. That's all my friends. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, rest of your week. Uh, I don't know how consistent these podcast episodes are going to be. It's going to be kind of on a case by case basis just because I'm doing a lot more blogging as of late, doing a lot more articles. Uh, I know the audio was kind of beneficial, but I wonder if I can get like a computer automated voice and audio, uh, my blogs. So it could be a, a form of reading, but also audio. So I, I don't know, but um, if you don't see these as consistent, uh, look out for my blog, Dusty.fit. Uh, the blog is completely free to um, to subscribe to. Uh, I put a guide to 10K in there, uh, meals, ideas, uh, top 10s, all that good stuff. So uh, whatever it is to, uh, to try to help the journey. But um, hope you have a good rest of the day, and thanks for tuning in to this episode. Take care.